Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 9 of Genesis chapter 1. We're going to continue looking at verses 3 through 5. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, in our last study, we were looking at the word um, divided, the Hebrew word, Strong's number 914, we saw how it's translated as put difference uh, between, separated, and we looked at several verses where it's used, and we saw that when God gives a commandment, that tends to divide. It causes a distinction to be made. And when God makes choice of a, a people, as he did with Israel, and and he chose Israel, and he did not choose the rest of the nations, that separated Israel and making them holy in a sense. Um, it, it sanctified Israel and made them different than all the other nations of the world. And God did that with animals also. That he, he set apart certain animals. He said, these animals are clean, these other animals are unclean. Now, why did God do that anyway? Why would he pick certain animals calling them clean and others unclean? And, and then later, uh, he would cleanse those unclean animals in, in the days of the New Testament when he showed uh, a vision to, to Peter. And he said, rise, Peter, slay and eat as he laid down a sheet full of unclean animals. And Peter said, not so. I've never eaten unclean animals. And God told Peter, what he has cleansed, call not thou common or unclean. And 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 then all of a sudden, it was fine for Peter or any child of God to eat unclean animals or any kind of animal. You could eat a clean or an unclean. You, you could have a lobster as well as foods that were previously acceptable. And and why did God do it? Well he was he was teaching spiritual truths, but also the word of God it it uh separates. And it was God's purpose in the Old Testament to make a people very different than the rest of the people of the world. And these people would be known through the keeping of God's commandments, the Sabbath day, the circumcision, the observance of what foods they could eat and not eat, their um, sacrificial system, their ceremonial laws, 
uh, all these things served to put difference between the people of God and the rest of the people of the world. As well, of course, in each case, God was teaching spiritual things. But that's what the Bible does. That's what the commandments of God do. And, and the word of God is called light. Light that separates from the darkness. God uh, divided the light from the darkness. And, and so God gives his commandments. And when people follow his commandments, as God commands, as, as he says that all are obligated to do, but only his elect are able through his spirit to actually keep his commandments, well, then they're walking in the light. While the rest of the world lies in darkness, and and this serves to illustrate and highlight they are the people of God, the set-aside ones, the chosen ones from before the foundation of the world. These are God's people because God is light, his word is light, and they're walking in the light, and and therefore they are separated out of the world. They're separated from the people of the world. And by the way, this is why God says in Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 14, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Now, God has established several laws around the marriage institution protecting it, and and also serving as uh, guideposts and, and serving to distinguish between light and dark. The people of the world, uh, they, they don't have any problems with two people of any kind coming together in marriage, whether they be divorced people or people of different religions or people of no religion or now today, it, there, there's even a greater acceptance of two men or two women and they, they just don't care. Because they do not understand the commandments of God. They, the, the light and the darkness means nothing to them. It's all a matter of feeling and general mores and acceptance and, and the way society is going from one generation to another generation. That's what governs them. That's why their ways are movable that you cannot know them. What you know today about What's acceptable to society will change shortly and you'll have to relearn it. And, but that's not how it is with God and with His law. God's the same. He's steadfast, unmovable, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God has established laws concerning marriage that the child of God desires to follow. Beginning with the the law of not being unequally yoked with unbelievers. And God says, what communion has light with darkness? You, you don't bring light and darkness together. The light divides 
the darkness, or or the the light go, or or the darkness flees from the light. That they, they don't come together. Once God separated them, and yet that's what people are trying to do spiritually when an unsaved and a saved person come together in marriage, or 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 in other um, ways that that they should not come together. It's trying to to join light with darkness, and no, from the from the beginning, on day one. God divided the light from the darkness, and that's uh, what happens when people follow the word of God. There will be a division, there will be a separation from the people of the world. It, it, and and uh, that's, again, another reason why Jesus uh, said that his word would, uh, would, would cause separation within the home between uh, a man and and uh, their his parents or the parents and their children and and so forth. The word of God separates light from dark. Well, it goes on to say here in verse five of Genesis one, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. God called the light day. Now, of course, we know that God. Uh, made a day, what what we still call a day today, to be a, a 24-hour period. And in the 24-hour period, known as a, a day, there's periods of light and, and, and darkness. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 11, in verses 9 and 10, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Now this is referring to the daylight portion of a day, twelve hours. And the Jewish day, the Israelite day, would start 6 a.m. and go to 6 p.m. And we've gone over this before, how spiritually God speaks of a day of salvation, and then he describes in a parable a work day that was 12 hours long, and and special circumstances were involved with the very last hour, which related to the Great Tribulation. Then the day ended, and it was even, or night. And, and that points to God's salvation program, in which work is to be performed during the day in the vineyard, and then the work comes to a close. And, and Jesus made reference to that in John 9. John 9, um, in the context of healing a man who was born blind, and the healing of this man is a picture of salvation, a picture of the work that the Lord Jesus performs. That's why, uh, let's start from verse 1 of John 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, 
nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Notice Christ is speaking of works in relationship to the blind man, and and he's saying he was born blind that God, the uh, Jesus himself, would manifest a work of giving him sight. And that uh, establishes what comes next in verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. And, in, and again in John 11, are there not 12 hours in the day? So I have to work. You have to do the work of God that sent him. And what is the work of God? John 6.29 defines that for us. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. The work of God is that ye believe. The work of God is making the blind to see. And it, and that's a picture of salvation. The work of God Christ was sent to do was to save sinners. And he works while it's day because that's the, the time that God has given to work, isn't it? Now, of course, uh, in our, in our day, we have more and more people who work nights and walk, work off hours. Uh, they, they have varying shifts, but typically, typically, for all of history, man has worked when the day came, and, and typically, for thousands of years, in order to make a living, man had to work throughout the whole day, while it was light, because that's when he could see, and that's when um, it, it was necessary for him to work. And then night came, signaling the end of his work day. And God's using that picture, that illustration, to describe his salvation program. The Lord Jesus works the work of the one that sent him, the Father. This is the work of God that ye believe. Jesus performs that work while, that that's a time reference, it is day. And, and again, God spoke of the day being 12 hours, ending with that special 11th hour to the 12th hour, the last hour, that typified the Great Tribulation. The Bible teaches that the last hour of Great Tribulation ends the work day. That, that is very clear, very, um, um, well established as, as we compare scripture with scripture and, and the language of the Bible immediately after the tribulation confirms it because then the light of the gospel, the light of the sun, the moon and the stars is extinguished. It goes out. You no longer have a day of salvation. You have night. You have darkness. That's again and again. Uh, we can just go over many, many verses where God is speaking of Judgment Day as a time of darkness, a time of night, a, a time of 
the absence of light. And, and that fits in with what Jesus is saying here. He must work while it is day. And then he says, the night cometh when no man can work. Now we could go to several verses in Jeremiah and other places where Jesus is spoken of um, as a man. Well, let, let's just go to one to give an example of how God does speak of Jesus just as a man uh, without um, uh, being specific and, and making any further reference. In Jeremiah 5, verse 1, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now, and know, and seek in the broad places thereof, if ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. That is, go look in Jerusalem, or go search the church, corporate, Go, go throughout all the denominations and, and, and check all of the individual churches and, and whatever church you think is most faithful and, and do a thorough search to and fro. And if you find the Spirit of Christ, if you find Christ in the midst of the candlesticks, then I'll not bring judgment upon the church. I'll pardon it. I'll, I'll not end the church age. Judgment will not begin at the house of God. But the Holy Spirit came out of the midst. Christ abandoned the church. So as God made search of all the congregations, of all the churches of the world, he did not find a man. Therefore, he did not pardon it. And he brought judgment, and judgment began at the house of God. That's that's just one example. There's several others where Jesus is referred to as a man. And that's what he's saying here in John 9, verse 4. The night cometh when no man can work. And the man is Jesus, and Jesus is God. And what's the work of God? According to John six twenty nine, that you believe. Therefore, the work of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, cannot be performed when the night comes. When the spiritual night time comes, there will be no salvation. That That's what is being said here, and that fits in with a lot of other biblical information. And then it says in verse 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And we've seen that in other verses in John 1, in Isaiah 9, verse 2, they that sat in darkness saw a great light. And that is the light that is in view in Genesis. The light of Christ, the light of salvation. When God separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day the day of salvation, but also the day that is Christ himself. As Jesus is the light of the world, he is the day. Take a look 
at Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews 1 and verse 5, and there it says, For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now, we we talked about this before, that Christ was declared to be the Son of God through the resurrection of the dead, because then, at that point, he became the first begotten of the dead, the firstborn Son of God, the first to rise from the dead, and and that's why God calls Jesus the Son, or that's how Jesus got the name of the Son. He has always been. He was the Word. He's eternal. He's from everlasting. But at a point in eternity past, God developed a plan of salvation for this world, and Jesus bore the sins of these elect people that God had chosen to save of the world he had yet to create, but knowing all things, he knew what would happen, he knew uh, the people he determined to save, the sins they would commit, he laid all those sins upon the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus died for them, and then rose victoriously from the dead to be the firstborn son of God. And when he, when Christ rose from the dead, that was the light of salvation. At that point, he became the day of salvation. The day itself as the light, it, it is what the day is made of. The, Are there not twelve hours in the day? And Jesus uh, became that day. It's why God says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, when speaking of the day of the Lord coming in judgment day, it says in in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 4, But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You're all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. We're children of the light. And who's the light? God is. God is light. We're children of the day. And who is the day? God is the day. The Lord Jesus is the day. We're, we're children of God. We're children of Christ. We're God's elect children. He has begotten us through His Word. We're also children of the Word of God. As I remember, first God made the light. That is, He provided the salvation through His finished work from the foundation of the world. Then He attached the light to his word, the scriptures, the Bible, who conveyed that light throughout time and delivered it to the elect who would be born into the world. And so we're, yes, children of the scriptures, begotten again by the word of God. Yes, but 
in the first instance, were children of the Lord Jesus, children of the day. As it says in Psalm 118, Psalm 118 in verse 24, This is the day which Jehovah hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, uh, that day was made at the point of the world's foundation before the world was created, before the sun, moon, and stars were created, before there was a 24-hour period called a day, God made the day by the um, victorious rising from the dead of the Lord Jesus Christ. He became the day. He became salvation. He became the light of the world. And, and we became children of the day at that point because he had guaranteed the salvation of everyone he died for. And, and that's why we rejoice and are glad in it the day. We, we could understand that we rejoice and be glad in him because he is the day himself. In Psalm 2, Psalm 2 and verse 7, it says, I will declare the decree uh, and consider how similar that is to Romans 1 verse 4, speaking of Jesus, and declared to be the Son of God with power, and the end of the verse, by the resurrection from the dead. Well, here is a declaration in Psalm 2, verse 7. I will declare the decree. Jehovah has said unto me, Thou art my Son, just as in Romans 1, verse 4, declared to be the Son through the resurrection of the dead. Thou art my Son. This day... Have I begotten thee? Now, we could read that as though God has begotten the day itself. This day have I begotten thee. Referring back, yes, to the sun, but also to the day. The the rising up of the sun or the rising up of Christ to be declared the sun is also as the S-U-N sun, as though it's risen uh, in the sky and brings about the day. It, it is the light of the world. And, and so when we're reading here in Genesis 1 verse 5, God called the light day. It, it, it's spiritually a reference to the Lord Jesus himself. And, and again, there was day before the world even came into existence. You know, sometimes with certain words and references, we just tend to think naturally. Well, the the day uh, that God made uh, th- that we should rejoice and be glad in it is Christ and the salvation that he wrought for all those that he saved. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. 
You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.